If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas. Real quick, guys, I need to give a quick shout out to our guy Andy over at 6307 Designs. You can find him on Twitter at 6307 Designs. He very recently just got into the video editing game. He already has been all over sports edits. He actually has been doing touch-ups for engagement photos. He has helped several people with making logos for companies. Whatever you need, graphic design-wise, he can take care of it. And you can find him on Twitter at 6307designs, or you can go to our homepage, txsports.com, and go to the 6307designs tab. You can see his portfolio, and all of his contact information is on there. And with that, let's get into this interview with Stephen Ray, Stingray Steve, Mr. SCC himself. Take it away, boys. Alrighty, guys, welcome back in the heated agreement. We have a special guest today, Mr. Stingray, formerly big super fan of Mississippi State now Mr. SEC has been very gracious to give us his time today Stingray thank you for hopping on uh, you want to tell everybody kind of about yourself your journey where you've been what you've been up to because I know I have a lot of friends and, and followers that always kind of wondered what happened to you after all the Mississippi State rants yeah man thank you for having me on uh, it's a pleasure to be on and talk a little college football with uh, everything that's been going on uh, here recently with COVID and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm back on social media, and uh, thank thankfully I have a new sports show called the Stingray Show, and uh, we do it two days a week, myself and my co-host, and uh, you can find it on my Twitter page, my Facebook page, and my YouTube channel. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't even know you had a show going on. I'm sorry. Right. I, I would have gone ahead and throw that in there real quick for you. That's fine. Um, how how's that going? How how'd you get into that? And uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, you know, we we uh, we're in tomorrow. Will be the seventh show, and uh, we're actually just going to talk college football. We review the past week's games, and then we have guests on. And then, of course, we talk about the uh, upcoming games for the next weekend. Oh, okay. So, I know that you kind of used to be a big super fan for Mississippi State. Do you have any kind of alliances at this point uh, with everything? Uh, no, it's just I'm a fan of college football. Yeah, you can't, you can't um, go wrong with that. Because, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And you know, I want to try to break this into being a career for me uh, mm. with sports broadcasting because that is my degree. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a broadcaster and the good ones are unbiased across the board. Right. And so that's why I just love the sport of college football. And I'm glad that all of the Power Five conferences are coming back to play football now. Yeah, I mean – Especially with everything that's going on in the Big 12, I'm ready to yeah. see some Big 10 football because the Big 12 just ain't it for me this year. No. So, um, so kind of just reviewing what you got so far, I know we're what going into our fourth week of the SEC, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, fourth week of the SEC. What, uh, what's something that surprised you? Something that, uh, I guess, a team that 
caught you off guard, like some a team that surprised you, and then a, the team that's disappointed you the most so far out of those. Teams? Uh, probably the team that disappointed me the most was the defending national champions, uh, LSU. I mean, their offense is swinging right on along. I mean, Miles Brennan and and that offense is looking good, but it's on the other side of the ball. They can't stop anybody. I right. mean, it's 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 really bad. And uh, I don't know how long they're going to keep Bo Pelini if it continues to go this way. And you never would have thought that an LSU team would have, like, you, you expected a drop-off, right? But yes. the amount of drop-off that with the talent they've been recruiting is just insane. It almost has to be the, the coaching, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm not a fan of uh, Bo Pelini anyway, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be glad many people to see are, How many people are? <laughs> uh, I, I graduated from A&M and been an Aggie fan my whole life. Um, right. I, try to, I try to stay partial to the Texas teams. But uh, in 2010, Bo Pelini was at Nebraska, and the Duke, that was kind of when the rails came – the train came off the track kind of deal. And Yep. So we, we have fond memories of him because we got a, a nice top 10 win over his Nebraska squad back in 2010. But awesome. I think the craziest thing about that is the I – mean, maybe it was the first game, but everybody else has been figuring, figuring out how to slow down Mississippi State's offense. Yes. They haven't done anything since they left Baton Rouge. And, may, and last week I thought maybe it was a hangover, but then after going to Kentucky and putting yep. up two points, I mean, there's a – there's a difference if they would have gone to Kentucky, you know, put up 14, 21, 24, something like that, and and then had what they did in LSU. But the difference between 600 yards of offense and two points is magnificent. I mean, it's huge. So um, I would agree that the water's getting kind of hot under Polini seat yes. right now. So who's uh, who's your biggest surprise so far? Probably Arkansas uh, with that huge win against Mississippi State, you know, mm -hmm. draw, um, ending the streak of 20 straight SEC losses and then uh, going in there and fighting back and almost beating Auburn at Auburn. Uh, sure. They're a surprise. And then, of course, Gigum. I mean, yes, sir. you know, Kellen Mond, you know, finally gets his signature win. And we've all been wondering when that was going to come. For Kellen Mond, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, he had an opportunity to knock off Clemson at Clemson, and he did not have a good game that day. Uh, you know, he's had opportunities to take on and beat, you know, a good Mississippi State team with one of the best defenses in the country. They couldn't do it a couple of years ago. Uh, they've had Alabama on the ropes a couple of times, and you were just wondering when Kellen Mond was ever going to step up and quit turning the ball over for one game and help his team and take right. his team to the next level. And ultimately, that was against Florida this past weekend. Right. Man, that that – I remember Kellen's soft, yes, sir, sophomore year when Clemson – that was the year you're talking about where Miss, Mississippi State had those four or five first-round yes. draft picks. That defense was amazing. And uh, A&M was in that game. Kellen did I mean, not play – just like that close. Yeah, yeah Kellen, Kellen did not play his great greatest game that day. But right. we also played Clemson that year, and that was also yes. the seven-overtime seven game where Kellen showed glimpses – in the ends of the, both of those games where you were like, wow, that, yep. there's something there. And then you never really then saw it again. Off. You yep. never really saw it again. And then everybody's wondering what would happen 
if he puts four quarters of Clemson 2018 or LSU 2018, puts that together for four quarters, and we saw it last weekend against yep. Florida. I know Florida's defense has struggled quite a bit, but that, the throws were on the mark. The decision-making right. was there. I mean, he looked really good. And, uh, you know, it kind of started the week before at Alabama other than that one pick six. I mean, I mean, right. I mean – uh, Alabama was up 14 to nothing, and then, of course, he brought his team right back into the football game. Right. I, I I caught a lot of flack for that, but I thought that was, at that point, his best game of his career outside, right. of, outside of one series. Mm-hmm. He just – he couldn't do it by himself. The receivers needed a lot yep. of growing up. And, I mean, you saw how, how much one week can change against a competent defense. Yes. So, you uh, – uh, but- but, man, I will have to say about that Florida game, I really hate y'all lost Chapman. Oh, man. And I don't know if you know, that was his second torn ACL in yeah. his career. So, yeah, um, that's going to be – the good news is, is, you know, when you put up nine catches for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns, it's a lot easier to try to work through that rehab, knowing yes. that – I know where my ceiling's at. I know where I'm going to be if I can get through right. this. So. so that's going to put a lot more pressure on the uh, tight end and, of course, uh, the wide receiver lane. Yes. Moving forward. Yeah. The uh, and you saw and, it in the Alabama game. They there there's talent there, but it's not quite. So those two back shoulders, back shoulder throws he tried to create in the first half were very good throws by Kellen Mond. They just couldn't get their hips turned and make a play on it for whatever reason. I don't know if that's something they can correct in practice, if they're just not athletic enough to make that play. We'll, we'll, we'll find out here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I have a question for you since you're an Aggie fan. Yes, sir. Were you surprised that the star wide receiver from last year actually opted out for this year? Because he was going to be a huge target for Kellen Mond moving forward. Yes, we I, obviously those really close to the program kind of heard murmurs about it, but the timing of it all was really shocking to everybody involved. This late, that late in fall camp, right before the season's about to start, it's Kellen's roommate. Yep. I mean, maybe at best that guy had a fourth or fifth round draft grade. So, I mean – he declared for the NFL draft, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, right. The only thing you can think of is an agent got in his ear. But, I mean, it, yes. makes, it makes no sense, and I was shocked. Um, I was oh, expecting yeah. him to do kind of what Chapman did. They're not the same kind of wide receiver, but get the same kind of looks that Chapman did in that Florida game. The yep. amount of looks that Chapman got, I expected that for him every game. And uh, – you know, that, that really hurt us. There's a couple other early departures last year into the NFL draft that I didn't think – I thought right. they should come back. But, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they didn't even get drafted or make practice squads. I don't know what they're doing right now. But, I mean, even if they just get signed to a practice squad, I mean, they've made a, what I make in a year and three months of practicing. So, you yep. can't really ever blame a guy for going to make some money. But at the same time, you might have left some on the table. Yes. So. Um, I guess that's about all the – oh, Alabama Ole Miss. What did you think about that last weekend? I was really, really shocked uh, by that defensive performance for Alabama. I would call that embarrassing even uh, with, you know, Dylan Moses back. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Coach O 
called LSU's defensive issues embarrassing. I would call Alabama's even more embarrassing. Because of what you have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody knew that Old Miss was going to score on Alabama. I, I don't know where you were at, but over here yeah. on Dash Sports side, we, we were somewhere thinking – I don't know, probably upper fifth, mid to upper 50s for Alabama and then, you know, lower 20s for Ole Miss. Maybe, yes. maybe they get to the upper 20s. <laughs> I did not see that game being 45 or 42, 42 at any point. I never thought that in my wildest dreams. Right. So, um, I guess that takes us uh, into the – oh, yes, yeah, sir. Go ahead. What do you think about the Georgia-Bama game? That's exactly where I was about to go. It takes us into this week. Georgia, Alabama, the, at first, the first couple of weeks, I was very worried about what Georgia was going to be, as in I don't think they're going to live up to the hype. Um, but you go back and watch the Arkansas game, and the defense actually played really, really good. They just yeah. were on the field for three quarters of the game because they couldn't do anything. with On the offense. Yes, right. Sir. And then the next week, that showing they put up against Auburn, and Auburn struggled offensively. Yeah. But still, to the to the level that they did it with guys like Seth Williams and Schwartz and Tank Bigsby, you saw what Tank Bigsby did this past week. Yeah. Um, so, I'm very excited to see what happens. Alabama's offense versus Georgia's defense. I think everybody knows that's where the game's going to be won this week because. You know, even after last week, Alabama has a good defense. Um, Georgia's got a good offense. I think they'll win some. It'd be almost a push there. I think they're both really good, but they both have their deficiencies. Um, but the other side, Georgia's defense, Alabama's offense, I can't wait to watch that. I know. So. Um, and, you know, Nick Saban's not going to be on the sideline. I saw that. I saw just that. just got COVID. I saw uh, that. So, Sark is going to be calling the plays. So, it's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, that issue as well. But uh, w let me ask you a question. I just actually uh, wrapped up doing a prep for my show and doing some research. Can you tell me, without looking it up, when the last time Alabama knocked off Georgia in Tuscaloosa? So they probably play every four to five years. Ooh, it's probably before Aaron Murray, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven went to Georgia in overtime. Matthew Stafford hit Dave, uh, Davery Henderson in the end zone. Oh. The time Alabama knocked off Georgia at home in Bryant Denny Stadium. Get this, October the first. 1994. Holy Mac, I was not even close. Well, I mean, I had the right idea. I knew it was before right. Aaron Murray, but <laughs> I was uh, not. Because yeah. 2002, uh, Alabama, I mean, uh, Georgia barely escaped a 29 to 28 win, and mm -hmm. then the overtime thriller in 2007. Who was who was the coach for um, either team back then? Do you know? Oh gosh. Uh, I, I'm just curious. See. I'll look it up if you uh, know it. I, I think I think '94 was Dubose for Alabama. Right, he was the or successor to uh, Dooley. So, wow. Um, 
I guess let's go ahead and hop. What are you thinking about? So the reason I reached out to you is because, um, one, I know you wrote an article for me last year, and I really appreciated that. It was really good. Um, but everybody, everybody was still we're a Texas brought, uh, we're a Texas company, uh, Texas mm -hmm. uh, sports media, and uh, we cover the Texas teams. And everybody here kind of knows you from the Mississippi State side of things. But right, A&M's playing the Mississippi State Bulldogs this weekend. Um, you know, common sense says that A&M should be okay. But when you take the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs in Starkville um, against a, top, uh, a team that's much better than them on paper, and then you take a, a coach that is very similar to the way the Bulldogs play, you know, they're, they're going to give everybody a fight down the wire, even when they don't, yep. don't, you, you don't think they should. So there's a lot of people. The the money line has moved. Uh, it was from I think a seven and a half, eight point game. It's all the way down to five on the spread right now. So, what are you thinking happens in Starkville this weekend? I'm just not sold on Mike Leach and that offense just yet. You know, they just mm -hmm. don't have the horses right now to run his style of offense. And I've honestly got to go with Gigum on the road, uh, getting another. A uh, huge win uh, for Jimbo Fisher this season. Uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, Mississippi State's defense played really well this season. They played really good at LSU. They played good against Arkansas, and they played really well against Kentucky. But that offense, man, the offense threw six interceptions against Kentucky. And and let me tell you, again, I mean, that is problematic moving forward. And so I'm really concerned about that offense in Starkville. So uh, another guy on our podcast, his name is Woody. He, he brought it to our attention that if you take away the LSU game, KJ Costello has thrown more touchdowns to the other team than he has for the Bulldogs yes. since then. And that, that's just amazing. Yep. The fact that in two games – You've thrown that many pick sixes. So. I know. And so, I, you know, I just I, – right now I'm at the stage of you're going to have to show me something on offense, Mississippi State, before I can pick you again. Right. Have you, um, have you heard anything about whether Kylan Hill is going to play or not? I, uh, I think it's a game-time decision. Did he get beat up last week or mm – -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's – it's not some smoke from Mike Leach trying to throw everybody off the trail. No, uh -uh, no. <laughs> okay. Because he's got bigger issues than to worry about just one player, you know. Right. Yeah, it, especially his comments about trying to figure out who they're going to have to wean out and who wants to be there and who Purge doesn't. and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But, okay. Um, what about Tennessee and Kentucky? That's another one that we talked about this week. Um, one of our guys actually thinks Kentucky pulls it out. He thinks last week was a big step for the Wildcats and then that Tennessee is very overrated. But wanted to get your opinion on that game. Man, I don't know. I kind of like Tennessee. I think they've got the horses. I, I really like them in the first half against Georgia. I don't know what happened in the second half. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they started the second half with two turnovers and then a potential third one that the offensive lineman got jumped on. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it was all Georgia. Georgia had the momentum, and they just never looked back. Uh, but I think Tennessee and that defense ultimately gets Tennessee the win versus Kentucky. 
Nice. I'm, I'm looking right here and seeing if there's anything nationally that we want to talk about. Is there anything you want to talk about in particular? Um, that Auburn, Auburn, South Carolina could be interesting because both, both uh, offenses are struggling right now. And mm -hmm. I believe that game is in Columbia, South Carolina. It is. 11 a.m. kickoff, too. Yep. But I, so, I guess as a fan, that sounds brutal. But, um, you know, talking to a couple of people that I went to school with that knew players, they always said they players didn't prefer the 11 a.m. games. So Right. Um, you know, the, the one I'm really upset about is LSU and Florida getting canceled because of COVID. Number one, um, a little bit of my Aggie blood was, you know, it's kind of like a win-win either – uh, I was really going to be pulling for Florida there to make the A&M win look better. And number two, yes. and put LSU at one and three early in the season. Right. Um, LSU's liable to be that team that just kind of quits on their coach halfway through the season if they fall off the map. So the more losses the Tigers accumulate, the better for the Aggies um, when they play on Thanksgiving weekend in a couple weeks. Um. That's all I really see in the SEC that I feel like we haven't talked. Oh, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Barn burner? Uh, yeah, but I like Arkansas in that game. I oh, like you do? Pittman. Yes, because the Ole Miss defense is, is, is awful, mm -hmm. and I think the Arkansas defense is getting better and better each week. Yeah. O Odom's got those boys playing really hard right now. Yes. And uh, I, I would be – I'm not AM plays them on Halloween. It's already a spooky night as it is. We don't need another spooky game. So um now I do have a question about that. Is that game still in Dallas or has it been moved to it's home mo and home? It's moved to home and home for two years, and I think the plan is to actually go ahead and cancel Dallas. But okay. I don't know if that's official. I know this year they are playing in Kyle Field and next year they're okay. going to uh Fayetteville. Okay. I got you. Well, well, I wonder why they canceled the uh, neutral site. Um, they they kind of been trying to get out of it for a while. Um, right. When they signed it, neither team was in. I, obviously, they weren't in the same conference. They signed yes. this long contract. And then when they got into the SEC, they signed another contract with Jerry Jones and extended it. But ever since uh, A&M came to the SEC, Arkansas went through probably one of their most abysmal stretches in their career, in yes. their history. Um, it's a very storied program that, I oh, mean, yeah. ha has reached the levels of Kansas at some point. Maybe, like, you know, for two years there, it was either Kansas or Arkansas. I would have really loved to see that game because I like, I like train wrecks and I like to watch train wrecks. Yes. Um, so they've been trying to get out of it because they keep getting 11 a.m. kickoffs. They can't sell out the stadium. Um, you can only bring Dallas area recruits. Right. So. Well, I mean, you can bring guys from Houston, but nobody wants to come. Like, so if you had that game at home, you could get, especially A&M, you could get guys from Houston, San Antonio, yeah. Dallas. You can all come to Kyle Field, come to College Station, see what it's all about. The chances of you getting guys from Houston and San Antonio and other states to come to Dallas to watch yeah. you play 11-1 Arkansas. So re really just the money and, and the recruiting was good for the Dallas area, but at the same time, it wasn't good enough to make up for the fact that you couldn't recruit the other cities. Right. Um, and so then when COVID hit, it wasn't, it was kind of like, Hey, this is our chance to get out of this. Let's bring it back to the campuses. Cause at first Dallas wasn't going to allow anything at all. And when high schools were making their decisions, 
Houston and uh, San Antonio and all the smaller schools were leaning towards playing football. Um, and then that first Dallas and Austin just shut everything down. They weren't going to play any sports, any extracurricular, none right. of it. And so when that happened, they were like, well, we're going to play in College Station because that in that market – and a and was the home team this year. So I think either Fayetteville or College Station was automatically going to host it because in, yes. those, in those markets, those businesses revolve around A&M and Arkansas football. So you knew that they were going to do everything in their power to make sure that they allowed the games to be played. Right. So that's kind of how it ended up going back to a home-and-home, and, home, and I doubt it goes back. What, uh, how, how's the journey going? You, when I called, when we talked earlier, you looked like you just been working out. Uh, yes, I just finished. Uh, I got my four miles in today walking uh-huh. and, uh, I'm going to try and do five miles tomorrow. I alternate Oof. between four and five, uh, you know, different, different days and whatnot. And, um, I've lost 122 pounds now. Holy mackerel. I've, so I'm getting married next summer and I'm on right. the, trying to get into that program and I'm eating healthy and I'm doing really yes. good on my diet. And I, I, I'm not, I've only been to Tuscaloosa late in the fall, so I don't know how it is the rest of the year. But I know here in southeast Texas, it is humid. And yes. I do not want to be outside. But like any time from the sun up to sundown, you do not want to be outside doing any physical activity. And all the gyms have been closed for six months. And I know. It so, sucks. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I just kind of I, – I don't know how much you like to talk about it. I just think it's really awesome how you're going through all that and everything you dealt with with the – just how – because in the older I get, the more ruthless I realize other people are. Yes. Those guys that were rude when you were younger – don't necessarily ever grow out of it sometimes no. and especially in today's society you know people are able to hide behind keyboards and say just some of the most ruthless things and uh there's there's nothing you can do about it um, right you can't stop them you can't track them down i mean you could but it's not worth the money and the time you, right so uh and so that's one of the reasons that i parted ways parted ways with mississippi state was because of that yes sir um so do you still have any, uh, you know, friends and connections with Mississippi oh, yeah. State? So, oh, I okay. do. Yeah, yeah. I still got some good friends over there. But, yeah. you know, none of them, I mean, they all understood the reason for me switching teams and whatnot. So. Right. Do you follow any other major sports or? Uh, college basketball and college baseball. Oh, okay. I've really gotten into baseball here the past two or so years. <clears throat> During the uh, February to, I guess that would be March-ish. Well, yeah. excuse me. During the February and March area before conference, not including that, so April to June, college baseball is some of the greatest stuff you'll ever be a part. And I've really come to figure that out once you get into the SEC. There's a huge difference for all of you out there between Big 12 and SEC football atmospheres. There is an even bigger difference between Big 12 and SEC baseball atmospheres. It is unbelievable going to SEC baseball experiences. Um, I wish Woody was here to talk to us right now. He he goes to the SEC baseball tournament every year, and uh, 
he said that is just something. I don't know if you, have you been to that. No, I have not. Oh man, I, as as you grow in the fandom, I think it's only what an hour and a half Hoover from Tuscaloosa, or is it less than uh, that? forty-five minutes? Yeah, I, if you ever have the time, I would go get one of those day okay. passes and go go watch it if you're enjoying college baseball. Oh yeah, the stories I heard from him are just awesome stuff especially because there's guys like the Vandy Whistler that like to rile things up. And as long as you're not involved in it. Yeah. As long as you're not involved with it, I think it's okay to sit there and enjoy yes. it. But um, stuff like that. There's super fans all across the SEC. Um, I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about going on rants again and just for random teams? I thought about it, but I'd I'd rather stick to you know doing more serious stuff and yes, more sir. analysis and that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. you know that was what I was known for. Right. And now I would like to break off and be like, okay, this guy really knows what he's talking about, rather than being, oh, that's a hothead right there ringing that cowbell. <laughs> so there's no, there's no chance of me getting you to give us a little A and M pep talk for Mississippi State this week. No, I don't. Think so. <laughs> that was worth a shot. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about? I just wanted to kind of chat and then maybe check in with you every now and then over the season, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Um, you know, I just, I love college football and, and I, I'm, I love to talk about it. And, you know, tomorrow on my show, uh, we will discuss more college football. All right. What was the name of the show again? The Stingray Show. Does it have its own social media or do you find it through your Twitter? Uh, through my Twitter and then on Facebook, it has its own page. Okay. All righty. So you can at Stingray Steve, is that? Uh, no, my Twitter is at Stephen Ray 30. Stephen and Ray my Stingray. Facebook page is uh, Stephen Stingray Ray. All righty. Um, that's all I got for you, man. I really, I really appreciate you hopping on. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yes. It's great to put a face to a voice and, and hopefully you <laughs> kind of did the same i didn't break any yes, cameras sir. or mirrors over there so oh, that's fine man um, thank you for joining us you have a great rest of your day um go sec um and from us to you gig em. yes sir gig em, beat state yes sir thank you have a good one all right you too